Well, obviously you're an idiot. <laughs> Tell me why. What year is this book from? Uh, 1974, I think. Yeah. <laughs> pop one up, me. Hello and welcome to the Tiger Phonics Podcast. I am the host, Jack, and joining me on another special bonus type episode uh, is the friend of the show, Chris Brayton. Welcome, mate. How's it going? Uh, we, we had the, the, the obligatory weather conversation before recording, so I don't, you know, just what you, <laughs> just how you, just what you do, I guess. That's it. It's like 6.30 in the morning. Hey, man, how's the weather where you are? It's great here. It's 102. You have to do the Fahrenheit Celsius conversion, but hey, we right. got there. Dang Americans. Uh, <laughs> these dang Americans. So we're doing this special episode uh, in to continue on this sort of series of episodes that we do. Um, the first one we did was the Indiana Jones series. Um, and... Today, we're doing a very special um, episode on a series that, um, when I came on your show many moons ago, we uh, I, I threw up as sort of a, uh, maybe we could bring this to the table, uh, and you were like, sorry man, I'm already a fan of it. That's the one right. caveat, and it doesn't pass the test. And that show is Community. One of the greats, for sure. Yeah, it was funny because my old show was called I Like to Like Things. And yeah, that was one of the rules is that it had to be something that I wasn't already a fan of. And you sent a list and it was it was a long list. And everything on that list was already something that I liked. It's like, oh, you want to talk about loss? Like, well, I named one of my daughters after that show. So that's kind of that's kind of out. And then community, it's like that's one of the first shows my wife and I started watching when we first got married. And so, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, community, it's, it's one of my faves for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. And I was, that's basically what I was going to ask first off to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, where did you first come across the show? Like, you know, where did you find it? Where'd you hear about it? And I guess you kind of already said it was post-marriage, but like when in your life did you sort of come across it? I saw it came out and it actually came, the first episode was on my birthday. Uh, which is in, oh. in 2009. So it was a, uh, it was a year, about a year after uh, my wife and I were married. We got married in 2008, so it came out in 2009. Uh, right? Yeah, 2009. And uh, this is back before. I mean, it was before Netflix was streaming. So just so it makes me feel really old. Yeah. And, uh, and and so we would watch TV just on cable, like like Neanderthals. And uh, <laughs> so, but this was one that we, that we were looking forward to. Um, commercials would come on for it during like the office or, or parks and rec and stuff like that. On, on shows that we were already watching and then you'd get a commercial for it. And the funny thing is my wife used to work uh, for our local community college here. Uh, she was, so th this was, and then like we met in college and, and, and so 
it, it just was hitting like all the commercials for it were hitting a lot of buttons or pressing a lot of buttons for us. Just like, oh my gosh, they're like we completely uh we, we we completely like identify with this and 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 so we we know we known Joan McHale uh from Talk Soup and and other things like that. And so uh yeah, it was just something that we were really looking forward to and it didn't disappoint. It but yeah, it was one of the first like shows that I remember like as a couple, and you understand this, like it's a couple show. You watch it with your significant other and you, you don't watch it without each other. We had TiVo, so we would TiVo it, and we would, you know, it, so we would be able to watch it together because we had different work schedules. But yeah, we, we loved it from episode one. We watched every episode. Uh, yeah, it still do. My wife had her list of favorites, too, when we were compiling my list of favorite episodes, so uh, I might mention a couple of those. Very cool. Yeah, I should have had Elise on. That would have been great. Um, but, uh... I it's interesting that you were talking about like seeing ads for it because in Australia it wasn't picked up on any of the um like you know main channels. I mean we didn't have we don't have nearly as many um as you guys have over there anyway, but um so there there wasn't ever a time when I could organically come around to to seeing it. That I, right. I I don't even know what a a trailer and ad for community would look like. Um, oh my gosh, I mean, you're making me feel sick because you were like four years old, right, when this came out. I'm kidding, but like... 2009, uh, <laughs> yeah. close. Yeah. No, it would have been yeah, so... 13 or so. Yeah, yeah so you were um, a fetus. I, you were a fetus when it came I... out. So. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched it. I went to stay with my sister. She was living um, a couple hours away, sort of thing, and her flatmate had it on uh, uh the tv hard drive amongst a bunch of other things they had seasons they had season two on there at that moment so oh, i funny. went to stay with them for a weekend and they were like um oh, i've got to go to i've got to go to work um if you've got to kill like four or five hours you should watch this show that we've we've just started watching we've only got season two on the tv at the moment but just you you can start from there so I I didn't get the pilot. I didn't get any of that. My first watch through, mm-hmm. I start off, and and it's kind of funny because like um, coming back to it now, they do like a perfect intro wrap up in season two episode one. Like the right. dean has this annou- announcement, and he just goes through everything, and it's like I didn't miss a beat. It was almost a, a better place to jump into because all the characters were fleshed out. There was like this backstory that they kind of already filled you in on. And it's right. not a terribly, um, like, overarching plot-heavy show. Like, you can just jump in, see who the heroes and, and zeros are, who the main characters are, and then and you're in. So my first, <laughs> um, yeah, the first 10 episodes that I watched were the first 10 episodes of season two. And then when I went home, I went and I found it online and I got the rest of it and watched it um, the correct order through. <laughs> and that would have been probably when season... Th- three had just finished oh um, really oh, okay yeah so i watched the first three seasons a bunch um until season four came out so that that's so funny yeah, when that it's... happens it's so funny when you have it because like we did a similar thing with a show called how i met your mother is like we'd never we'd never watched that mm-hmm. show ever and by the time that we saw it similar to you i think you were on like season four or five like actually airing like season four or five, but it was a show that we would put on 
my my daughter, my 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 oldest daughter wouldn't sleep ever when she was a baby, and so we'd just be up with her, and it was it would come on at two a.m. on some random channel, and I was like, well, let's watch this show. <laughs> then like half asleep with the baby, and uh, so yeah, it's funny when those type of things happen. Yeah, and it's it's funny too because all the characters are supposed to be kind of archetypes of like they're, they're like the jock, the the dropout, the the high functioning person that 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 failed, the old guy. Like, so it kind of plays on all those different tropes, but then too, of course, just to an amazing degree. So like you watching it on season two, you kind of already knew who these people were, but like you said, they were they were fleshed out. Exactly. Exactly. So it it wasn't the worst place to to drop into, um, but nevertheless, like that when we'll get to it later, some of the the favorite episodes come from season two. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see what seasons um, I plucked my favorite episodes from, uh, but we'll get to that uh, later in the in the show. One of the bigger themes, it became a big theme, um, and, and I guess maybe we should give a little bit of a um disclaimer for the uninitiated i mean you kind of already have and it all it sounds almost self-explanatory but if you've never seen the show it's set at a community college um and it's it follows these seven people that come together um when jeff winger an ex-lawyer has to go to community college to get a real degree um he, he creates this study group um and and then madness ensues in in as many different ways as possible. Um, <laughs> so concise. Yeah, you're you're, you're, not, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, it's so funny. It's uh, it's really funny too. Is like all the different actors. Is my my girls are still a little too young to to watch it. They've they've come in when I'm watching certain episodes and like I I showed my oldest parts of the the paintball episode, the first paintball episode. And just uh, and but they know all of these the the actors from other things that they watch. Like Daniel Pudi is in uh, Ducktales, which is one of their favorite shows. Uh, uh, Joel McHale is in is in one of their Spy Kid movies. Um, Annie, which now I can I remember her name? Why can't I remember? Alison like, Brie. I, thank you, thank you, Alison Brie. She's uh, Unikitty in Lego Movie. So like. There's all these, and then, and of course, then you get uh, Daniel Glover. Of course, was 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 Lando and Solo. So like, and he was Simba in Lion King. So they, I mean, they know these people from from so many other different things. Um, Jim Rash, the dean, he's in he's in Ducktales for them too. So like, they, they they'll hear the voice and they're like, oh, I know them, and they'll just come in and like, oh, are you watching Ducktales? And this is basically what they'll do. And uh, yeah, it's it's really funny. You're like, yes, I'm sitting alone in my office watching DuckTales. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> hey, it's a good show. Don't knock uh, it. It's, it's, it's a good one. So I've never watched it. I'll have to check it out. But, um, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, when they finally get around to to being old enough to watch it, they're gonna, it's going to be like a, an absolutely a mixed playlist of their, oh, of all uh, their, of their all-time faves. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... And very, they, very I've cool. shown them some, because, like... Like I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a prude when it comes to watching shows, but I just know my girls, like they will or will not like certain things. And like, I, I, I know with the, like my youngest, it'll just go right over her head. She won't, 
she won't get it. My my oldest though, she's twelve, so she's she's almost there for for a lot of the things. So it'll be it'll be soon. Exciting times ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so um well before I got off on my uh my summary intro to the uninitiated tangent, what I was going to say is one of the bigger um sort of themes that started off as just a throwaway line is the six seasons in a movie. Um right. and obviously the the more exciting, more recent news about Community is that the movie is actually happening. Yeah, it um, starts filming in which, June, so which is crazy. Which is it's sort of popped up out of out of nowhere after all uh-huh. this time. Um, yeah, did you th- did you think it was ever going to happen? I I don't know. It's so funny because I I had never heard that term before. The sixth season of the movie, which is I know it's not like super popular but like they, they you know like oh you get six seasons in a movie that makes you like that makes you a hit or whatever for a tv show and it comes up in the the episode where first time isn't it where where abed is uh he's playing the cape right the the short-lived nbc tv show uh he was, it was six seasons in a movie uh but i i don't think i don't think it actually ever was going to do that because everybody had gone and done so many other things. Um, Alison Brie, of course, had like Glow and like all the different movies. Daniel Glover, of course, just like exploded. He's, you know, huge, huge, huge star. Like these people all went very different ways uh, with their lives. So I just never thought that it would ever, what would, would ever happen? Like a vet Nicole Brown. The last last time I saw her was on the uh, the the Muppets, uh, the Muppets Halloween special in twenty twenty one, which she's great. Love her. Uh, but yeah, it just like they just all went in such different directions and kind of like moved on. And you even saw that during the show, like they would leave to go do different things, um, probably because they had to get away from Chevy Chase. But uh, which I would, I, uh, I would have too. So, but uh, yeah, I, I would never have, I wouldn't have called it, I wouldn't have bet on it. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I always thought it was just like a as throwaway as the line was originally delivered. You know, running off, scampering as as a joke. Um, I thought, like, yeah, that was it. It was just like a, a something that Abed said in his like, you know, made up TV reality um, that they would never expand on. Just like all the other throwaway jokes that they never expanded on in the show. Um, and but like, I did also think like it was it was kind of a smart thing that they ended up right, not hyper focused on it, but focused on it enough that it became. Like, just in the back of everyone's minds. Like, at the end of season three, they had the hashtag, I think they had six seasons and a movie. Right. And then they were, because for the, for the last three seasons, they were like, are we coming back for the next season? And the next right. season, like, they were just getting there. They were picked up by different networks and then by Yahoo Online. Um, is that right? Or am I thinking of Brooklyn Nine? Yeah, no, you're no, totally they, right. They were picked it, up online. Yeah. It's the, it's the most random, what, like, Yahoo streaming? Yeah. Season six, so, like... Out of like, I remember when it, f- yeah, I remember when it came out. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, cool, okay, cool, more community, I guess. So, it yeah, anyway, yeah. I can get it. To be honest, yeah, right. They right. were basically falling over the finish line, and then at the end of season six, they just had the hashtag end a movie. So even right. the their very last word that they got in was end maybe, movie. maybe. Yeah, to... My sister in law, she. He is best friends with Joel McHale's wife, 
It's one of her. It's one of her best friends. And right. yeah, so she she's over there all the time. All right, Joel's cool. Their kids are cool. She says the kids are hilarious. And I I it's so funny because she's like, oh, you could you could come and you could probably come and meet him if you wanted to. Like he's a really cool guy. Like he's just a dad. And I I'm pretty sure I'd be like Troy when he meets um when he when he meets uh LeVar Burton and just sit there with my eyes open and just stare at him cuz like and cuz I would be stupid and Elise says the same thing she says oh we'll just call him Jeff Winger the entire time like we we wouldn't be able to not do that like he like he's just Jeff Winger it's like well my name's Joel and, and it's like no you're Jeff Winger stop it as to sit down and be like, look, I'm an actor. You were watching a yeah. thing called a TV show. Right, uh, right, right. Yeah, right. I mean, that's very cool. I, I On a few episodes ago in, in the podcast, I asked the, the guests, I was like, you know, everyone here has seen Community. Who would be the one person for you that had that uh, Troy Barnes, LeVar Burton moment where they just, a, a celebrity walks in and you just can't, you can't create a sentence. Right. Um, and And everyone was like, uh, I don't know. I I think yeah. uh, I think I could probably probably formulate words. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to think about it in a way of like, oh, who would I really like to meet, right? But again, yeah. you think about in the episode of Troy, Lavar Burton just walks in. So it's right. not like if you if you were you know if you're going to meet Joel right now, I, I um, know I'm going there. Like, like right. there's like there's a common thread like oh you have kids like oh you know my sister-in-law like those like like like, oh i'm a dad too and so but if i said funnily enough he's actually in the show right now boop joins (laughs) in i think you'd be like you would be like that uh so yeah it's uh and uh, like that's that to me that's the highlight of that episode that that was pretty close to being on the uh episodes that i don't like list uh but that is a highlight of of it uh, is Lavar Burton's cameo in that. Um, before we get off the movie entirely, um, do you have like not hopes and dreams for it? But what do you think the movie is going to entail? I mean, hopefully you get everybody, right? I mean, like, that's that's really what it is. That's that's because that's the dream. That's the dream, and 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 so for me, if you don't get everybody in there. Gosh, I also just realized I said Daniel Glover, not Donald Glover. I feel like an idiot. So please, right, please everyone. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone, someone please forgive me. Uh, like, it, like you have to get everybody. And I it, like you can't obviously like you can't have Pierce for obvious reasons. And which is really honestly maybe, for maybe the, a hologram. Yeah, hologram. You, you get a hologram of some kind, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, to me, that's really all you really want. Uh, what's such an interesting thing about community is how like honestly laugh out loud funny it is um but like how like truly sad some of the characters really truly are and like how how kind of depressing uh, a lot of them are as well just because like not everybody has the the, the big happy ending not everybody has the big like life just kind of comes at you and you it's a day-to-day thing and, and you like you see characters like jeff is not always like he's pretty pretty tragic character often because he's so cool but like what is 
we have. You see that in season six. And um, so like, I, I honestly, to me, I'd like a happy ending, if that makes any sense. Like, like I want a happy ending for everybody across the board. Um, I don't necessarily need to see like Jeff and, and Annie married at the altar or whatever like that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like using that as like a, as, as an example or, or whatever. Um, I don't need to see everybody as a success, but I just want to see that they're, they're happy and they're, they're good. That's, and, and I want to see everybody in it. That's, that's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's pretty spot on. Um, I was actually talking to a good friend of mine yesterday about, uh, he's also a big fan of community and we're talking on how for a comedy, there are a lot of somber notes in it. Um, yeah. and some of those notes are played for comedy. Um, but, especially towards the end of the the series in season six, you get down. And especially in that yeah. last episode, um, because you see a huge shift in who has become like aggressively codependent. Right. Um, and and right. as you said, like, like for Jeff, that last episode where they're doing all the pitches, which is a great episode, but whenever it comes on, you, you, you feel... It doesn't feel like a finale. It feels like any other episode. But then it just, in the last three minutes, becomes a finale. And you're sort of just like, whoa. And yeah. you look at the... I was thinking about this. When you look at the finale of season one, Arbed's in the study room. And he turns off the lights. And he's like, study over. Or yeah. he's giving... He, he says to Troy, I'm just giving things a finale vibe. Yeah. In the in the actual finale, Abed's ready to go. He's off to LA. He's got big right. things coming up, and Jeff is the one that goes back to the study room. So there's this huge switch in in who's got their life together, who needs the group. You know, like you know, obviously Abed still loves everyone there, but Jeff is the one that's like, no, these these people are all going to leave me, and I'm going to be stuck here forever. Um, with Seth Green and a bunch of C-list cast of the of the show, right? So, um, it you feel that for Jeff that all of a sudden everything right. that he's come to love is slipping away. He he's a man of two worlds that belongs in neither because he can't go back to being a lawyer. The group's changed him too much, and this group no longer exists. So, what's he supposed to do? Um, right. and that that's that's like a real bummer for the last episode. In the end, yeah. it kind of wraps up, like it kind of picks back up and gets to a good place. But as you said, the show doesn't end on like an absolute knockout, you know, like paintball episode or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the finale vibe too, the closing of the lights and stuff. It's sort of like Boy Meets World from that, from Cheers. Like you have all these like classic like sitcoms. And of course, Abed is just, that's of course, his, that's his whole thing. So of course it makes sense. But uh, yeah, it's it's so that's actually usually what ends up happening as I whenever I rewatch it is there's certain episodes that just are I realize like what bummers they are in this like farcical hilarious show like how often they're just like ooh that one that one bums me out which is which is why I think the show is so is so brilliant is because you're it's not one note it's not one thing. These characters are insanely complicated, even down to the episodes when they come back from um, from winter break on the show, which is they're just coming back from winter break from filming, too, is that these people 
uh, are just school friends. These are not people that are part of their everyday life. But like, it's so funny because like we as humans constantly compartmentalize our lives, and you really see that, especially in the first couple episodes, uh, first couple seasons, where like that they're just school friends. That's it. That's all they are. And of course, they become bigger than that. They become more part of their lives and stuff, uh, as as you see. But um. Yeah, it is funny. It's like, oh, they don't just hang out with each other twenty four seven, like on Friends or, or How I Met Your Mother or whatever. You know, those those shows where people are like toxically codependent on each other. <laughs> so it's it, like that's not how life actually works. You have friends and you have family, and they're separate most of the time. And but yeah, I I just think that's one of the the genius things about the show. Absolutely. So um, if we move into we talked a lot about things we like about the show. Before we get into our favorite episodes, I thought we could maybe have a chat about some of the things that we don't like as much about the show to, to balance out the love <laughs> for community that yeah. will ensue in the last parts of the show. Um, All right. For me, one of the things that I I really like, it, it bums me out a little bit, is how much they, they changed Britta. Like, the, if you look at... A, there'll be a lot of videos on YouTube that talk about how the characters from season one changed drastically throughout the show because they like really found their footing and they built on these characters and made them fantastic. Yeah. Um, when, when we first meet Britta in the, in the first season, even the first episode, she says things like, um, here's my deal. You don't lie to me and we'll be good. You know, you're honest and that's it. She's like, right. she's got firm like morals within herself, um, on, on the people that she hangs out with and how she's treated. She also seems incredibly intelligent and, that she's putting her, her best foot forward in any situation. By the end of season four, she's like a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Like, they, 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 they have her, her name. They definitely flamed yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that they have a name meaning to, to make a small mistake, in her words. Um, but she's always getting things wrong. She's always, you know, making mistakes and ruining things. She becomes a catalyst for half of the nonsense that goes on, and it's like... Even Jeff in one episode says, I thought you were smarter than me when I first met you. And they, they so they call it out a little bit that she changes yeah. so much. Um, and like, I don't know, it's not like a huge overall bummer I, on the show. But sometimes when you go back and watch the first season, you're like, man, what happened? Yeah, I think a lot of it is too. What's interesting is that like, I don't see that necessarily as, I, I, I just so you know, completely agree with you. I, I see what you're saying. But I've always saw it as... It's more along the lines of like you peel you peeled back the the armor that Britta puts up. Similarly to where like you see by the end of the show how broken Jeff Winger is because like you would see him how cool he is. He's he's handsome. He's charismatic. He has money. Like all these different things. But like really, he's the most broken of everybody on the in in the show. If you, if you really see it at the end of the, especially if you view it over the entire six seasons. Britta, I feel like that's how, how I've always viewed it, is that like Britta puts on a front and she uses like her activism and, and just those, those different type of things as like an armor that she has where she actually is pretty, she's pretty messed up inside too and has made a lot of mistakes over her life. Anyway, that's how I've always viewed it. But I, your, your point of view is also very valid as well. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It, yeah, you can you can see it kind of through the the catalyst of once she becomes comfortable with everyone and she's not putting up this wall, then maybe that's who she was the whole time. We just didn't see it yet. So yeah, I get right. what you're saying. Right. Um, it just seems like such a drastic change. 
that you can't yeah. help but be like, man, they could have they could have done her a, a favor here or there. <laughs> That's true, especially because they they cast her as like what like you think. How much do you think it's usually like ten years older than Annie is usually how Brit is supposed to be, give yeah. or take. And I think in real life yep. they're like maybe I think they're like six months apart. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a bummer. That's a bit of a bummer. Uh, I mean things I don't like about it. Um, and there's not there's there's not much. I mean they can be um, they can be a little insensitive. Uh, for sure, for 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 a lot of their things. I mean, this show did come out in two thousand nine, so it was a different time, uh, and so we can look back on it with 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 that lens too. Uh, but yeah, I, there there's some storylines that I don't love. I mean, I think we could talk about it if we want to talk about like necessarily like least favorite episodes. The thing that it's that makes this show the re the the show that I like it so much is even and I think. We'll We'll talk about this in a little bit. Um, they're they you know they have the A plot and the B plot. So in the perfect episodes, the A and B plot are are just both firing on all cylinders, or or there is only the A plot that's driving it. Um, like where they're hyper focused, they're all together. What happens so often is is even in the bad episodes, the the B plot will will save it. You know, like, like I one hundred percent. Like when we talk about the episode that 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 you don't like the B plot is one of my favorite B plots, yeah. you know, like, but like the A plot is so annoying that you just like, oh, I can't, I can't, can't watch this. So uh, that, that's what happens. So even in episodes where it's, so that's what saves this show so often is, is that, uh, so for me, it has to be that the whole show, a B plot is, is only an A plot. And that's, that's when a show can get bad. Um, an episode will be bad, uh, but they're so smart that they always have, I, I just kind of always call it like they have something in their back pocket for somebody else. Like if you're not loving what's on screen, what's going on in the background is going to make you really happy. And so they, they, they're smart. They, they save themselves, even if they're taking a risk with a bad episode. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. The only other thing I would, I would mention is something that like, I find a little bit of a dislike is that. Uh, because this is a show that I usually put on just in, in a huge sequence. It's while I'm doing housework or right. cooking dinner or whatever. It's on mm. the TV. And then so it'll bleed into it. It's just on, so it stays on. Right. So you can watch like 10, 11 episodes in a row and you realize that there are some sections of the show that are back to back to back. Which person in the group is going to upset the rest of the group? And, and, and that's the catalyst for each episode. <laughs> and you right. can get like... Like there's not a lot of versatility in in what drives the episodes. Yeah. You can watch like five episodes in a row and be like, all right, so it's Pierce this time. Now Shirley's done something, or Annie's gone crazy because she lost a pen. Now it's Troy and Abed have done this thing that the group's all upset about, and you're just like, what? You know, like some some. If we could space those out a little bit, because sometimes there's there's big chunks where you're just like, man, it's just it's just dysfunction, and you can't watch a lot of that in a row sometimes. I, I, that, that is so interesting too. Yeah, I, that's why. That's why I was saying. Like, whenever I rewatch the show, I do realize how often these people are are incredibly dysfunctional, and so it's it's better to watch it. Um, it, people that know us really well, me and my wife, they know that we don't binge shows. It's a it's a like an odd quirk, especially people my age. We will watch. Un- it's so weird. I, I it makes me sound like an insane person. We watch 
an episode of something. And if we watch more than two in a row, we end up, we can't watch the show. It's such an odd thing with us. Like we, we have no, like, unless it's a show, like we have certain background shows. Like uh, my wife only watches West Wing. Like all the time that that's it. That's pretty much what she watches unless she's watching something new. And I put on, um, it's making me sound like an old man forged in fire, which is a show on blacksmithing. And that's what I put on whenever I do chores. And it's like, it's just on in the background and same thing for my wife. It's West Wing, but like shows that we like, like we, we only watch like maybe one or two episodes at a time. And then we like wait a week and then we watch another one. So when I got, was prepping for this show, I, uh, that was something I noticed was how often it's like, wow, they really, they're really dysfunctional. And <laughs> but they go to that well a lot. Yeah, they do. They're like, they, these people are really broken. So. That's funny. See, we, we, we must be completely opposite in that we finally found something. I, I almost exclusively binge shows. So uh-huh. um, you're not, that's you're how not I, unique. You're not unique. I, I'm the, I'm no. the weird, I'm the weird one. So, but that's how you can be getting up into the, like, I've seen community probably estimate 15, 16 times of the way. Through. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and other shows as well. Like you mentioned, how about your mother? When I was younger, I had watched the first five seasons of that six eight times easy just right. because it was just on on that loop until season six came out um right. all right so yeah the the those are a few things that um look the show has flaws it's not it's not perfect um but it's it's <laughs> yeah. pretty close and we'll get into uh we'll get into some of the things that take it all the way up to that line of being pretty close to perfect um so we <laughs> we over the last couple of weeks said um hey let's let's pick five uh, of our favorite episodes, and we can just take them. You start, and then we'll just take them in turns one by one. I get. Did you order them? Because there's no particular no. order for me. The, yeah, no particular order for me. One of the things I did at the beginning was like when we were talking, because like we text, we message a couple times a week, right? At least, yeah. If not every day, at least like maybe at least every other day. So like we have a pretty normal like dialogue of just like hey i saw this thing did you like this like yes i like this too let's talk about it so it's just friendly banter you know but i said like i don't want us to have the same ones and i think it helped both of us and narrow it down because like i could have put 30 episodes on here of my favorite ones like to to, to, like easy and so when you put down yours i was able to like okay well i don't want to repeat that makes me able but your entire list could have easily been my entire list as well. Like easily been that. So yeah. yeah. And and I had seven and you had six. So we're both incapable of um <laughs> sticking to the five. I did, I did narrow it down. I'll, to I'll five. have a I did, I did narrow it down. Uh, I have tons of honorable mentions and stuff, but yeah, so I was gonna say yeah, I, I have two honorable mentions as well, but I cut mine down to five as well. But our top five each, just as you said, is probably my top ten. So that's that's pretty Pretty good. I think that says a lot about the caliber of these episodes. I agree. Just, yeah, just such... I, there's so many episodes where I expect... Like, even even in the episodes... Like we said, even episodes you don't like, there's still stuff in there that's like, oh, that's a gem. Like, that made me laugh, you know? And and so, so there's so many episodes where it's like, oh, I love this whole sequence with this. And, and yeah, it's all just... It's all just fantastic. Yeah, and I think, like, my honorable mentions, um, that's the case with them. It's like, the A story I actually don't care for as much, and that's why it was excluded from the top five, but it gets an honorable mention because 
those B those B plots are so good that I just gotta I gotta chuck it in there. Um, so yeah, if you wanna if you wanna take us off with your first of five, yeah. So this one actually might actually be my favorite of all time. Like 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 I really could say that this one is my is my favorite, and it's it's gonna be episodes season one episode twenty three, Modern Warfare, aka the the paintball episode. Uh, it, I I think when when that when that episode came on you know like i said i watched it weekly like we, we watched it on cable like that that's how we and so like the, we watched every episode that that episode came on and it just was everything i wanted and everything i didn't know i wanted from an episode like what we saw you know we saw the the will they won't though they between britta and 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 jeff finally you know uh consummate um you, you saw everybody just being awesome it's just incredible action scenes so many different homages to different awesome 90s action movies you're getting diehard references you're getting like you're getting all these different things everyone being awesome too like everybody like you get everybody doing cool things and and i mean this this is an episode it was directed by the the russo brothers this episode is what made them be able to do Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Inf- Infinity War, Endgame, like all these huge, I mean, some of the biggest movies that have ever been made came from Kevin Feige seeing the Russo brothers do the Modern Warfare episode. Like, it, it's it's just amazing. It's, it's I love it. It's, it's, it's so good. It's phenomenal. And I'm not 100% sure about this, but I think there's a Lost reference in there as well. Oh, I have to... Did they say the numbers? Is that is that what they it is? They don't say the numbers. It's like it's it's like uh, it's an audio reference almost. So like, oh, the sh- go the back schling. and go back and watch it. But yeah, when they call it the, sh- when call it the schling, is what we always called it. Schling. Yeah, yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah, that's what- <laughs> when they when they when they go to um, they go to the bathroom and the girls are camped in the stalls. Oh, now bed sees genius. the paint trickle down. Uh-huh. The girls come out and it has that. I'm guessing it's the schling is what you're talking yeah. about. That yeah. that long note and then boom. That's you go back and and just watch that scene with that in mind. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't be. I can't be wrong about that. I think it. I really think it's a lost. A lost uh, homage. Um, I'll, I'll accept it. We were talking about it, uh, and one of your other episodes it comes up. But this is where like. Community is at its all-time best when it's doing yes. stuff like this. When it's when it's leaning into the the parody or the homage, that's when they're doing their best work because I th- you feel like they're having fun with it. Yeah, it's it, what it is too. Is there is no A B plot. There's just there's just the paintball. You know that that that's it. And and so it's one of those rare episodes where it's there is no A B plot, and and that's they are just moving forward as a unit everybody's doing the same thing yes you're seeing different characters do different things but like it's all for this is we're doing paintball that that is that is what this episode is about there is no other things happening now the the what the most perfect episodes are the ones where there is no a b and it's moving forward like that the worst episodes to me is when there's there is no b plot to save it and and the a and the the, the main plot is not good <laughs> So that's that's yeah. what that's what it fails. Yeah, 
there's no backup one. There's no backup parachute. But yeah. What's your uh, what's your what's your first on your list? Okay, so the first one on my list is season one, episode twenty one, contemporary American poultry. Yeah, I it's genius. It's a genius episode. So Can we just good. stop for a second and talk about what an absolute incredible first season of a show this was. Mm. Like you do not yeah. you do not get seasons. It's the first seasons of shows much better than season one of community. I, I could have picked all of my favorite episodes from season one if I really wanted to. Like easily. Absolutely. When I mentioned to you, when I mentioned just before in the episode, it's interesting to see where the episode, where seasons the episodes come from. That was because mm-hmm. like 10 of the, the sort of 20 on my shortlist were from season one. Right. And it's like, it's somewhat highly contested that like season one is a bit shaky. Season two and three are really where they find their legs. But when you look at like comparatively yeah. to season two and three, that might be true. But compared to other pilot seasons, I mean, how many times do you hear... Parks and Rec is good. You just have to make it through the first season. Yes. The Office is amazing, but like, oh, get you know, through the first season. You know, yeah, Steve right, Carell yeah. is really hard to handle. You got to get through that first season. You tell someone, watch Community. Just start at the start. Season yeah, one. There. Go pilot yeah. all the way through. You're gonna get all your. You're gonna get some of your favorite episodes. Uh, absolutely. You're so. But yeah, American Poultry. Uh, one of my favorite lines. I'm, I'm just gonna butt in. I feel bad. As long as I can remember, I've always wanted to be in a mafia movie, and it's like. Oh man, you're just killing it right now. I love you so much. It's so good. It's like that they like they understood that character too, right? Like really, really well. I feel like yeah. you know, like I have kind of a gripe with like, and and Abed does too. When uh, in in another episode, when the, I can't remember what it is, is it the the ass crack bandit where the dean says, Abed, you have um, uh, what does he say? You have um. Just say you have autism. Oh. Just, just yeah. like you, you can, yeah. F- figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, and then he d- he does the. I see. I see. Uh, it being used as a procedural device. Painful, painful writing. Yeah. And then he leaves, right? Right. So, sort of like taking off every, every, every like the Mentalist or like, basically right. any show of that caliber that just uses like the Sherlock Holmes' ability of uh, noticing things that don't normally get noticed. But they write Arbed really well. There isn't a point in that show where they they dip into that well of like over exaggerating Arbed or or like uh, you know having him do things that he wouldn't do. They stay true to his persona the whole way yeah. through. Arbed is actually to me one of the most um, he's the most secure characters. He even says it in um, in episodes to say like, "Oh, I have confidence coming out my butt." Is what you know. It's, it's and like he knows who he is. Albin knows who he is from episode one. He grows and matures. Um, but like everything he does in that episode is just to make other people happy. Like he's fine with who he is. Uh and, and like they, they reference that multiple times throughout the show. Uh but yeah, so he um yeah, he he uh yeah, it, there there's an episode coming up that is one of your faves that look where they they specifically say that. I don't want to spoil it, but um, I love Abed. Abed is probably my favorite character in the show. Uh, because yeah, like everything, everything that is Abed driven is always good. It's always mm. good. Yeah. Because he knows who he is. You're yeah, not worried about him ruining things. He's doing it to please other people because he knows who he is. 
So he's never actually like in the wrong necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I I brought that up because this episode is so Abed heavy. This is where he becomes sort of the Jeff Winger. He becomes the the leader of the Mafia movie. And and, uh, and, as you said, what a great line. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I know. For an audio podcast, that wasn't fantastic, Chris. Yeah, I know. uh... Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's it's just pantomime, the Jeff Winger mute uh, hand signal that lost its power. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I mean, you get Annie's boobs in that one, which if you don't know what that is, it makes it's a lot it's very funny because you get the monkey. Uh and then uh, you get uh you just get so many different things. Uh, I think the best part of that whole episode is when when Abed uh does his revenge on everyone like what he does gum in his hair. He sends them all the message. Yeah, so he he rips up Annie's backpack. He he sets free Annie's boobs boobs he he like all these different things it's just it's so funny the best yeah. one is feeding the chicken to shirley's boyfriend that's Dreadlocks. the that's yeah, the really best good. one Dreadlocks. Oh, so good uh, yeah so oh it's so so good that that episode started and then they finish it out with john hughes you know him them them eating it in the, on the tables and and uh fixing candles fixing candles yeah so good and uh yeah and just how like Je- it, it, but I feel like that episode is is one of the first times that you see that Jeff isn't as cool as he as he thinks he is. I mean, it's a really in, a important episode. But it shows growth for him as well, uh, too, because I mean, to begin with, it does. He he he's like, you know, he says to Arbet, he goes, "I did this just to get some chicken. You did it to, you know, to connect with people." And so, right. like, it's actually like a it's like. You know, in the first episode, he says, um, I see your value now to Abed. I think it's one of those things where, like, he actually legitimately does see Abed's value. Right. Um, and, you, and you see it expand. So, again, like, amazing growth for characters in a single season. <laughs> it's, it is. It's, it's amazing. Also, it really, really, really makes me want to have chicken fingers every time I watch that episode, too. I, just, I get so yeah. hungry at the end of that one. <laughs> <laughs> But has that great line too in the episode of uh, <laughs> at least apologize, just standing there like a mute idiot. He's like, "Well, throat surgery might humanize you, but it doesn't excuse." <laughs> oh man! Oh, For as much so as true. like Chevy and Pierce are uh, and, and the you worst? Hear, like pretty intolerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, pretty, uh, they're worse. Yeah. He comes through with some 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 great some great lines from time to time. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, and, and in fact, I think we'll probably finish after the episodes. We'll talk about some favorite lines. Pierce has my favorite favorite line of dialogue or section of dialogue in the whole show, but we'll get to that uh-huh, later on. Do you want good. to take us through to your second episode? Yeah, this is season two, episode six. Um, it's called, uh, I always say it wrong, ep- epidemiology. Epidemiology, I think that's how you say it. I just always call it the zombie Halloween episode, is, is what I always yeah. call it. Yeah. And you're... <sighs> It has so many just uh, just such good scenes, and of course it's 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 all done to the soundtrack of of ABBA. You know, the entire time you're having these super duper serious scenes, people are dying and or getting eaten. They're not really, you know what I mean. But like, you're getting yeah. men in you're getting men in black references. You get the amazing costumes uh, from everybody. You get the other joke because um, like they have great Halloween episodes too, in in, in the on the whole show but like they're like once again uh shirley is in an outfit and i will tell you she is not miss piggy (laughs) 
That's one of my favorite lines. Repeat, not yeah. Miss Piggy. Not Miss Piggy. And, uh, and, but it's so good. You get Richard, the doctor from the, from the, uh, from the, the clay episode. And he's such a great recurring character. You get, you, you know, there's so many great recurring characters that happen in the show, of course, but Richard is one of my faves. Um, cause he's just so ridiculous. Such a ridiculous, like vanilla, psychopath is basically what, what, what he is he's so good uh but you get like you get the expansion of of troy and abed's relationship about how like they truly love each other and like it troy gives up on him trying to be cool you know aka being a sexy dracula and uh <laughs> i'm a sexy dracula now uh but it, it's just it's just it's just really 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 good it's got such it's some of my favorite stuff in the show yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a huge turning point for Troy and Abed. Like as you say, he lets go. He completely lets go. That's when right. they become Troy and Abed for real, right? Um, which in I think the is, morning. Is really cool. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, as you said, like the, even the choice to have the the Abba soundtrack and the the Dean's like audio memos and stuff that that has such like an awesome like tone for the episode. They have that great gag at the end, too, with the cat. You know, the cat just keeps doing the jump scare as they're walking through the dark yeah. supply <laughs> shed. Is someone throwing this scare? Right, yeah. And then, and then you yeah. get the... You, well, then also you get the pregnancy scare that Shirley's Shirley's baby might be Chang's, too. So it's it's one of, like, the few episodes where Chang is involved in something. And, like, he leaves the voice memo at the end, like, to that, like, hey, I slept with Shirley, to Troy. It's like, why did he call me? I love that. I love that line. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. And and um yeah, the, they have other lines like um you know, uh you turn you, you you're infected if they bite you, the banana said so. They have all these little like ridiculous like like because it's because it's this dress up party, they have all of these little references that they can like right. lean on. Uh yeah. Yeah, well, no, a really, get, really good episode. <laughs> you even get it when Richard puts on, um, he puts on Jeff's jacket. He's wearing like, yeah. stretching my jacket because because like at the base Jeff is very, he's very vain and like he's he's very materialistic and so like even if you grow like that doesn't go away, you know. Like, there's still the, the, those things are gonna still be there, and then, or like when they get bit, they're like I thought I was special, like I'm gonna be special because I got bit and I'm not gonna turn into a. Zombie zombie uh it's, it's so good yeah there's a lot of great lines in that one yeah yeah so uh so so what, what's your episode to go against zombie halloween challenge challenge levy it's not really but you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> all right well i have uh season one episode 17 physical education so yeah, you could i could have that was on my top 10 absolutely it's a genius episode yeah, really good. And it's like, it's very different to almost every other episode. Um, where I think this is a good example of A and B plot both firing extremely, extremely heavily. Um, Absolutely. The, the, the pool sequence itself is fantastic. The interaction between Jeff and, and the coach is awesome. I This is one of those guys where... Um, you know, you'd know who he is. You'd know who he is from the sound of his voice. But as yeah. soon as you look at him, you know who he is. Do you know what the actor's name is? 
Absolutely not. He's a, he's he's what we like to call a that guy. Like everyone knows who he is. Yeah. But he's, he's just a that guy. He's Farmer Fran from Waterboy. He's in Fifty First. He's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. And I was I was gonna say, yeah, he's yeah, uh, he's the guy from the Adam Sandler movie. Sounds like this. this is how he sounds. This is how he sounds. That's Jeff Weiner. Looks cool in shorts. That's all you learn how to do. Do is look cool in shorts, Jeff. So. That's it. That's a that's a good. That's a good one. That's almost as good as your uh, your vice dean Laidlaw. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's it's because you have you have them trying to 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 change Abed. Like this is what I was referencing, and then you get the whole pool sequence. It's just so so good. How are you at pool? Are you pretty good? I'm I'm terrible at it. Oh, I'm, I'm like not okay. Yeah. My my grandfather was a pool hustler. He he grew up in bars in Boston playing the accordion. A uh, very interesting dude. But yeah, so this dude was like an expert pool player until the day he died. And pretty sure I was a huge disappointment that I was not good at pool. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, have you ever have you ever played pool in shorts or less than shorts? Maybe it's oh. all your fancy clothes that are holding you back. Oh, it's, uh, when, when you get the old man tidy whities at the end you get the old man tidy whities versus jeff's like cool man stretch stripy pants and then like annie's like looking through her eyeball straight at jeff winger's butthole the the dean takes a picture of it with this tiny little camera phone it's it's so funny yeah it's great that's actually a, a, a thing it's like they they have a lot of phones blackberries all that sort of thing throughout the show it's like it, it's very much of its time because right. now everyone just has an iphone and i feel like right. there was a certain point where iphones just all look the same so or all, all smartphones look the same so you get to a point right. in cinema or tv where it's just like that that could be now because it's just a flat rectangle but right. in community, you often see someone with like a, a flip phone or a, or Jeff's always on his Blackberry or in that scene, you know, Chang's like, you know, should we put a stop to this? And then <laughs> the Dean's like, in a Thinking minute, I'm just gathering some evidence. Yeah, and it's this, it's this fat, huge ca- phone with this little, little, probably what, like four megapixel camera or something ridiculous. It's so good. Uh, it's It's so, so good. But. It's really good. Then you have uh, Abed doing, you know, his th- some of the greatest stuff. I wouldn't go over there. Was there a version of you that would? Yes. And then he becomes Lizard Abed. You know, it's just like he, it's a it's a great peek into like Abed's like you know he's like just ha- he's always having fun. He's having a good time. He's he's almost Sorry. doing bits. Yeah, he wants to be included. Because and then I like to me because like one of the reasons is is you get him being Don Draper is 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 when Ab- yes. that's what in this episode and i think it's i think it's one of the funniest sequences in the entire that, that just from that sequence alone is actually why it would get on to my top five like like for sure because like everyone is like super into it and they're looking at it which is really funny because allison brie is in Mad Men, which makes it even funnier um mm. but uh yeah and then like pierce looks at her stick your stick your tongue in your ear <laughs> it's just the weirdest line out of nowhere and yeah this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, truly. A truly great sequence. And then he does the 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 plots sort of marry into each other when Jeff comes in and, you know, I don't look good in shorts. And then Abed does the, the his perfect Jeff Winger. I, he does it, yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, 
Like, what is it? Is this part Ellen? Is it Ellen? It, I know a lot of it's Tony Danza. It's like Tony Danza. And Zach Braff? Zach Braff, that's right. And he looks like Zach Braff. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> or something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really good, really good stuff. Really, really funny. And again, like, I, I think a, a big glimpse into a lot of, again, like, Jeff Wing's insecurities, you know, Abed, like, they're really, like, focusing on cementing him as this, like, fun, goofy guy, like, but, like, not, there's, there's no, at no point in that is it, like, Abed's too much. You know, as, as like as you say, he's always just, he's doing it for the others, and that is the line where he comes like, "Brett, I've got self esteem falling out of my butt." Um, <laughs> you know, he, he he wasn't upset about any of that stuff. Um, but they have a lot of like small establishing lines in that because it's it's Troy's textbook that the sketch of Arbet is in, and right. and Shirley says, "Strictly speaking, Troy, you know the Bible condemns this level of friendship." You know, like that. <laughs> it's such this like you know like right base like simple little line that really just goes to show how like overbearing Shirley is right there wasn't like that that was her first conclusion very judgy and very like just so you know and like if that ain't Shirley (laughs) yeah right you do get a lot of establishment uh, uh, of the characters in that episode or like for sure that's why it's one of the reasons I love it so much very good all right take us to to your episode three so, so from season three, I'm going to one, two, three, uh, season three is going to be season three, episode eight. It's, it's documentary filmmaking redo. And like, of course, there's so many amazing of the, of the, the quote unquote documentary episodes. Cause you, you get like the Ken Burns episode with the pillow forts and the pillow fight war. You get the one, uh, where, where Pierce is, is, is pretending that he's dying. And, and so you get a whole bunch of those different ones right here. But this is the one where you get the 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 apocalypse now. Francis Ford Coppola losing his mind while he's like he's trying to make this. You, it's very Dean focused, which is very funny because because I mean the the Dean is not part of the main group, but he's definitely a main character, um, Dean Pelton. And so you're getting you're getting the, the, it's one of the it's I think it's one of the is it the only Dean focused episode like truly Dean focused. I think so. No, I they, mean, like they have like a couple. They have a couple, like yeah. I'm just, but like you're getting yeah. very, especially but, towards the end of the the series. Like season six has a has a bunch that's yeah. mainly Dean focused. But this is the one where you're very focused on the Dean, like the first time that you're really getting all Dean, and it's For so sure. funny just because like while it is just an absolute farce, it's an absolute farce, but. You just see how like people get so hyper focused on things, and everybody kind of joins in on that because they want to be part of it. But if anything else, there if you didn't have anything else from this episode, it is Jeff in the bald cap pretending to be the dean. It it, it is it is in my brain like I'm bald. I've been bald. Have I been bald my whole life? Just. Just him going all all uh all method on it. It's just I can't I can't actually talk about it because I'll just laugh the entire time because it's just because he just goes in in the bald cap pretend to be the dean and he tells him take the bald cap off. It's fake and I can't handle fake. And it's just it's so funny. I I just I love that episode. One one of the best one of the best Chang lines as well. Just. 
understudy. <laughs> I love, I love to just before that the preface of it where he's like, Jeff thinks he has a bat. I have to wear the bald cap on top of my Jeff wig all over the top of my Chang hair. In this heat, I'm literally dying. But you never hear my story. Well, I mean, you just heard it, but oh, that was close. It's like, <laughs> like I nailed it. The dude. guy has always been insane. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. It uh, is. It is so funny because like I if I had to pick my least favorite of anything, it's usually anything Chang oriented. Anything anything where they focus too much on Chang. Like Chang is I feel like Chang is best as 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 pepper. You don't want to just eat an entire scoop, spoonful of pepper, but you sprinkle a little bit of Chang on there and it and it's always good. And that's what I think it is with this episode, is that you're sprinkling in Chang. That's why season one is so good with Chang, because Chang is an antagonist. Like he just does such weird things that he adds to the plight of it. Anything that's too hyper focused on Chang always always gets me. So this episode, especially when season three, when you book in it with other stuff, um, this hyper this like the, the Chang sprinkling is is so good in that episode. Absolutely. And, and of course I love Louis. I was literally just about to say. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um I think, yeah, like, it goes to show, like, I mean, do you see in various parts throughout, like, Abed's journey into filmmaking as well, like, the first movie he makes after Britta pays for his classes, you know, he, it helps him connect with his dad. This is a really good documentary. He even says, oh, you know, so Britta's good. like, that sounds awful. And he goes, actually, I might end up taking this this to some festivals. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you can really see, like, and, and he's talented. He knows yeah. what he's doing, and he saves the Dean's commercial, saves the Dean's job. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I like, too, at the very end of that, the Dean comes in and he says, like, I'm really sorry, can you forgive me? And Jeff just looks at him and goes, yep. yep. And it's like, that's really cool, because, you know, they could they right. could have dragged it out, and, you know, Jeff could have been like, absolutely not, you know, like, it, it goes to show, like, that, that to me shows tremendous growth, but also, it's like, it's a good lesson, you know? It's like, sometimes, you know, people do stuff, and you just go... Yeah, man, that's cool. We're good. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's yeah, so it's true. Good. I like it. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it, it, it's a. It shows growth on their part too, and because the dean is not, it's not evil. You know that that's the difference is that like he's never actually ever out to hurt anybody, and I think that's what they all see in the dean. The dean just really wants everyone to have a good time and like to get the most out of the college experience. He wants to be loved, like, but like as opposed to like, when you see characters like Pierce. Like Pierce wants those things too, but he's malicious. And then, like mm. the Dean and and Pierce are actually very similar characters. The Dean wants to be loved, and so he heaps love on other people to the extreme, to the extreme to where he becomes almost sociopathic in the way that he does it. But the P Pierce, on the other hand, is usually doing it, and then he wants to win, or he wants to punish people. Is how it usually that's why. But they're actually super juxtaposed uh, in that way to me. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great point. Great point. Uh, which, what's Still your banger? Fantastic number three? episode. Yeah. My right, number three is uh, conspiracy theories and interior design. It's so good. I it actually was the last episode I watched while I was doing my rewatch. Like when I was, I was kind of skipping around, I'm doing all the different ones, and like when you sent your list, that was the literally the last one that I had just watched. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's so so good. Because also the character who plays Professor Professorson, he is in a show called Fringe, 
um, which is a which it's one of us oh mine and my wife's favorites, and he ends up being later on in the seasons in that kind of like weird episode of conspiracies. So like him being in that episode as Professor Professor said on a sh- also while he's on a show about conspiracy theories is just so brilliant. I lo- I love it so much. Yeah, for sure. So this is season two, episode nine. So this is the ninth episode I ever watched of Community. So this is <laughs> right. a really weird, like, like, like episode to be thrown in when you don't really know what the show is, is doing, like where it's going, what it sort of, you know, right. wants to be. Um, cause I remember watching it and thinking like, oh, they shot the Dean or like they shot Jeff or, you know, all, all of these things. Uh, and pers- <laughs> particularly when the cop comes in and shoots Professor Sin, I was like, yeah. oh my goodness. Not thinking that, you know, community is not just going to do that. You know what right. I mean? But they have this, the, the, the really cool parts where like Professor Professor shows up, Jeff has no idea who he is. Like he did make it up. It's right. phenomenal. It's really it's... good. And I think you, I, I could watch this show, th- this episode over and over again. And it would never get old. Like it has so many little things in it. Oh, absolutely, it's just, it's just it's so good. Because what's the B plot? One of the best B plot that doesn't get picked up for an entire episode again later on. You're you're having them build their their blanket fort, and That's it's right. you get thrown out to building the blanket fort because then that leads to the huge chase scene where they're chasing Professor Professorson through the different through the Turkish district. The Turkish district. You're going like, oh, they have their they had the right permits for the parade. There's a parade in there. You get Britta in some weird like sex dungeon or whatever, like so, something going on with that. It's just absolutely genius. And then of course, it, this is an episode where it's it's very Jeff Annie centric, which are always good. Yes, like th- their chemistry is so amazing. Um, and some of the best in the show. You know, their their chemistry together. Uh, and so, like, when you get a Jeff Annie focused episode, is always a good one for me too. But yeah, this is one of those ones. You're right, where the A plot and the B plot. I would say that the B plot is actually probably like the more interesting one because of the because of the blanket forts. Um, but like, you can't just have like it's because those scenes in the blanket fort are so funny. They get Pavel, one of my one of my other favorite like side characters. Pavel's fantastic. Um, from Poland, he's he's the what are Abed's? Uh, it's mad sleepy, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. How would you how would you characterize the amount of blankets that you have? Yeah. Uh, a buttload. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That's a good Pavel. That was very good. That was excellent. Thanks, man. Yeah. I haven't tested uh, I, it out before, so here we go. Yeah, uh, right. That was that was off the cuff. But no, um, yeah, and then you get the whole thing at the end. The deed is just on the floor. I don't know. He's so- Oh, Sam, is this real life? He's just, like, on the ground in a fetal position, like, not understanding what's going on. It's so funny. Talk to your father, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so funny. Yeah, I love this episode. I Same. I, this top ten for me as well. Like, season two is such a great, great season. It really, really yeah. is. Um, There's so many amazing episodes. Like, like I could pull, I could pull from season two as well. Like, what a what a I remember distinctly when I was watching the show, like because like season one was so strong. You end on you know the the Pascal's love triangle, which is another great episode. Um, definitely feels like a a, a season finale. 
you know, like you, you, you do get a season finale vibe from that one. Uh, but then coming back to season two, you go right into those, those, um, all of these amazing episodes with everybody. Uh, it's just, it's such a great, it's such a great season. Cause like so often when you get those season twos, I know this was your first, first, uh, like I, like this is your first introduction to community, but like, like I said, like I watched the season one season twos also often are such a letdown to me. Um, because like you, you, they, they, this didn't do that. It just, it, it did what every good show does. It builds on it and grows and becomes better. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to go backwards when in like you you add Betty White to the to the cast list in the first right. episode. Rest in peace. Season two. I mean, that's just yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. What a bummer. But I mean, that what a, what a crazy. I mean, she was doing all sorts of stuff in her career. Obviously, like lots of crazy stuff. But like Community just seems like such a uh, to the left turn and awesome that she did it and like it'll be there forever. So that's. Yeah, it's a it's a an old lady the, drinking her own pee. The crazy thing about Betty White is she did a, a show in the eighties about being an old woman, and yeah. then a career <laughs> that went on another forty years after that. And and like it's just bonkers. It really, really is. Um, yeah. So yeah, her whole tenure when she does the when she sings the "I bless the rains down in Africa." Oh, so, uh, it's, it's so good. Her whole thing is just, yeah. Her whole tenure on there is so good. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, amazing. Yeah. All right. So, do you have anything else to say about that, or you want to take us to your episode? Oh, I, I love that. Yeah, my my fourth one. See, this is where it starts to get dicey because I have I have three that I could throw in there, but I I really wanted to to do an a, a, a something from not season one, two, or three, which are just to me. They're the best. Those are the best of the of the show. Um, but season five, episode eight, and this is funny because like when you te- when you text me, I said, "Is that the Mao Meow Bean episode?" But it's um it's app development and condiments, and it, it 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 to me I feel like it's the standout of season five. Um, and I don't know your feelings on season five as a whole. Um, but uh, it, it's I think it's a solid season. I I, I do I, I do think it's a solid season. But uh, especially after coming off of season four, when I when I because when I was going through, it's like, gosh, I wouldn't pick a single episode from season four. Like uh, so like that's actually my my least favorite of the of the of the series, the season four. So went right into season five. But that's the whole episode with Meow Meow Beans. And it's just such a funny thing. Um, But the reason that I pick it is is when Jeff decides to do his stand up routine to become a five. And and I don't know. Have you ever watched Joel McHale's stand up? Just his just his stand up routines. No, I haven't. No, that's how he started. He's an incredible stand up comedian. Highly recommend it. He there's one on there on on Amazon Prime right now, where he has a very long sequence making fun of the city that I live in, and it's hilarious. Like like he 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 talks at length about where I live, and and makes fun of it, and he's very accurate. So um. But so that whole sequence about just like him picking things about how that they like their apples and just stupid things like that, like it's just and then just like you get like it's my birthday, like no one would ever, no one would ever give me downvote me on my birthday. There's just so many random little things that happen uh, that and like Britta being 
an outcast, you know, living on the streets or whatever. It's just, there's just so many, uh, just like very bizarre things that happen. That That is one of the most dystopian of the episodes for me, like, or like the least believable of the episodes, like, like they're like Jeff being in his, his sexy toga and stuff like that. It's one of those weird ones that are just like so out there, but I love it so much. Yeah, it's like spiritually a painful episode in yes. that they transform the whole um, yes. campus. Everyone mm-hmm. is in it 100%, no matter for whatever motive they are, they all commit to the bit and that's what drives it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's it's a really good episode. Uh, you get the Kugler. Um, <laughs> right, the Kugler. The Kugler Cool. That's, that's such a random character which they only they only have like one or two times uh, right I remember the first time like he shows up I'm like is am I supposed to remember him from something no I like that I like that they have these these episodes of these characters that they never show you but of course they all know who he is because they go right. to school with him you just haven't right. seen that they do right. a lot of like world building sort of like that where you can you can understand a lot of that sort of stuff well you get like like really you good. get like um like it's like the episode with jack black just pops in like it just makes yeah. sense it's like it's a school what you think there's a couple thousand people that go there community colleges are small towns so like you're gonna have all these different people that you don't see every day because it's so it's so narrow focused through through the lens of the study group yeah no i, I the kugler that's right the kugler that's right. That's so funny. <laughs> I think like that's the the po- the post like scene is like the the Kugler movie or whatever where they take off the like classic like eighties like Ferris Bueller type, um, you know, summer summer high school movie. So good. I like again. Anytime they 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 do that kind of thing, they do it really well, and it's their it's their um their best foot forward. It's it's uh, interesting yeah. you say that the paintball that's a spiritually paintball episode. I never think about it like that because like I obviously could have added for a few paintballs more like any anything like that like the because like you go from like action movie to western oriented and then you'll get you know then you get Star Wars thrown in there too with with the rest of of the of of uh, the the community the other community college like any of the paintball centric episodes of course are are so good you know. But like Modern Warfare to me is the best one. Just another reference to to paintball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. So uh, a real a really strong episode from like what people often mention is like a declining series uh, with hemorrhaging characters and whatnot. Um, right. Yeah, I feel like this is this is still pretty pretty strong. Um, I agree kind of with what you said about season four. I don't have as big a gripe with it. I still think there's a lot of good stuff in there. In saying that, none of my... Um... Exactly. Oh, actually, what, one one of my my uh, last episodes is from season four. So there you go. So there's one that I really do like in that. Um, but yeah, like, for, like, for the what, most part, it isn't the strongest. It isn't the right. strongest. That's what I'm saying is that like, I like... It's all good. I'm not going to choose a favorite episode from season four. Is basically what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, tell, is is a, it? Did a season four episode make your top five, or did it? Or, or is it? Yeah, yeah, or, it did. Do do that. What's yeah. that one? Now I'm curious. All right. So it's season four, episode ten, 
intro to knots. So this is the payoff to Abed hoping that they do Christmas uh, in a restaurant. Uh, or they do... Is that what it says? They, they were the Die Hard in a restaurant? Is that what he says? Right. Um, but it, it ends up being so much better. So the the summary of the episode is they get a they get a C, which uh, Annie tells Jeff is a failing grade. Um, and so she invites their Professor Cornwallis over for Christmas dinner and in hopes to be able to get their... Um, they grade up to a passing grade in Annie's eyes and A. Um, then you find out that like Shirley and Annie are both in the running for valedictorian. Um, right. you have you know classic Kevin, uh, Changnesia riddled Kevin. Um, you know he he's like bouncing around doing his thing. Um, yeah, Cornwallis is a great like just such a great villain randomly. Um, well, which like he I mean, is, my- he normally does play a villain. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell is, is is so terrifying. He's such a terrifying human, and just the way he looks at you and 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 his voice is so menacing. It's it's it is just yeah. I I thought it was interesting that that's the one you chose from season four. But like when I when I looked at season four as a whole, I was like, yeah, that's a good app. That's a real good app. And it's a bo- it's a bottle episode, you know. And that's yeah. the. They don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. It's everybody just like hyper focused on each other, too. Which um, they reference bottle episodes so often in that in that show. Yeah, and they do them sometimes, and they are like like the one with the pen. That's a bottle episode, and it's grating. Whereas this was like it was interesting. It kept you on your toes. There's like an element of suspense um, and 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 real fear. Um, not a lot of people that could be tied to a chair and still have control of the room. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. The payoff for it is fantastic, and I really enjoy because that's part of the situation where like it's post finding out that the dean lives next door to Jeff now, um, which right. is such a great little like throwaway storyline. But he comes over and the resurgence of the line "I'm a blast at the blank thing that the dean wasn't invited to," um, <laughs> and then yeah, that that like he just brings around a basket of kittens as Christmas presents. You know, he's like, uh, this one is Fiona, and these two little guys are Jeffrey. It's like, naming two cats Jeffrey. Why not? You know, like, <laughs> the Dean, as you said, just heaping love in a, in, like, sociopathic amounts. So, it's so funny you say the the pet episode, which I think it's called, um, is it Contemporary Calligraphy? It's Calligraphy something, if I, if I had to remember. Yeah. yeah. That's one of Elisa's favorite episodes. She loves the pen episode that's one of her face so wow yeah uh, I, I i uh i resonate but, very highly with uh abed in that where he uh he's like i want to thank whoever did this to me because i i hate this <laughs> this is like i really i'm not a big fan of that episode the payoff so is awesome when you find out what happens to the pen later on it's a great callback but exactly um yeah, yeah in the moment it's one of my my uh least favorites so yeah, that's it. Intro to knots. That's my that's my fourth. Do you want to take us to your? I'm very interested to see what gets your fifth spot and what gets your honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. I was going back and forth because like I could have put the the Miami Beans episode in there too as like an honorable mention, but I just wanted to really bring in like a, another season. But I'm going to pick from season two again, and uh, it's going to be season two, episode four, uh, which is basic rocket science. You get the the, the KFC. Um, Apollo 13, 
homage. I'm like, so like, glad you. I'm so glad you did this one. Yeah, and and it's it's such a good episode because, like, like we said earlier, you get those. They're at their best when they're doing homages, and to have Abed play the Gary Sinise character from Apollo 13, and just they gotta they gotta get him home. And and stuff. It's so good because they got to beat um, they got to beat City College, which is always a great thing. Anytime you have to beat City College, it's it's great. And just like this is the circle of where they have to be to where we can get them home. And you get Pierce in some of his best, where like they have to lock Pierce away because he has claustrophobia. And that's of course that's the first time you see um, their flag as the butt, you know, and that like the dean. The dean chooses to print it because it was it was it's it's what they voted on. So e pluribus anus. So you get that's where you get the flag. So there's so many different things that happen from this episode. Like you really get City College really like dialed in as the as the enemy. You know, like you establish City College as an enemy. Um, you you get uh, Abed not with the group, but kind of like leading the group. You get very dean. Center too. I think it's one of the Dean's best episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I think it has one of the best lines. It's like if we want to talk about best lines, just like oh, Jeff Winger, and like they they hug and everything. Like it's a big deal. Like, Do you think I could be a real? Do you think I could be a real NASA pilot? Like, well, uh, <laughs> like he's having it on about it. Like if they if they ever need someone to do spices, and then um, there's the map of the Milky Way. And he's like, okay, according to my According to my computer readout, oh yeah, it's a sticker. When when Troy he peels it Donald away, Donald Glover delivers that line so well. It is yeah. possible. Yep, it's a sticker. It's a oh. sticker. <laughs> there are there are a few like really brilliant parts of that episode, um, and even like the really small things. So, and this is going to be completely left of field. But you mentioned it already. They spread out the map on the table, and the dean right. draws a circle. Of where their radius could be. Right. Does Jim Rash just know how to perfectly draw circles? Oh my There is something so... It's like, how did you do that? Is your arm a compass? Oh, you're right. It's phenomenal. He's just like, whoop. Perfect. Those aren't thumbs, though. Those aren't thumbs. (laughs) Those aren't thumbs. Uh, I love, too, you show the brilliance of Abed. They do it a couple times where, like, um, they knock the the bag of bagels over, and he just looks at (laughs) his 13. Right? That's such a great, just like... Bagel. I missed that like a hundred times, but he just does the Rayman 13. Yeah. So good. But the, he just looks at the map and he goes, looks like you've done, yep, truck stops and public, like he just, he's on it like, like wildfire. And right. he's, he's already hyper-focused on something else. Um, right. They have Who's the spilling perfect skinny amount. today? <laughs> right. They have the perfect amount of like sprinkling uh, Chang in, as you said, peppering yeah. Chang in. He has the, I figured out a way for them to reroute the, the battery to the auxiliary power. Yeah. reroute to what and he just sort of backs away <laughs> and then it's the first time they sort of get into like and they do it a lot of times throughout the series which I really like every time they do it because it's so blatant the blatant product integration I mean obviously yes. it's a KFC themed simulator but Chang walks in and goes I tried to slow them down with these delicious sandwiches but they just thought I was doing product integration for KFC yeah. this Hawaiian mm. bread so good though <laughs> so <laughs> it's good. like it's so like they know what they're doing and it's almost like, like if we lean into it, it'll be better. And it is. Exactly. Like that line is, is really funny. It makes me laugh every time. But I'm thinking about KFC. 
Like it's it's perfect. I I love it when they do it. Um, and then you, that whole scene. This is actually one of the episodes, the last episodes we watched in our rewatch for this. Yeah. We kind of went through your episodes and um and watched them all last night. And Eleni, she, my wife, she hates. She doesn't hate the show. She hated it when I first started watching it with uh-huh. her. She's like, I can't get into this. She's come around to it in a major way. Um, and this is one of the episodes she's seen the least amount. And when they all they pull back up. Um, which is very obviously the Paramount backlot. They pull up uh, in the in the Winnebago and they get out and Pierce goes off crazy and then yeah. Troy steps out and the little black kid's like, yes! You know, and it's like you know, the, the first African-American to, right. to land back on Earth. So it's just this awesome, over-the-top emotion-filled thing. Um, and, you know, he's, he's even doing the interview and he steps away. He's like, Jeff Winger, get yeah. here. You know, and, and Abed, you know, he's like, yes, I brought him home safe. And like all of this, all of this stuff, it's like so over the top. And, and Lenny was saying, well, this is so great because it's like, this is what every movie like that is like. It's like, it's not quite slow motion, but it's like a quarter of the well, way there. There's just, they even walk it. They're walking. Even the walk. They're walking. You guys are an hour late. I've been made us keep redoing our walk. <laughs> you know, there's just that the episode is rife with just, just brilliance. Yeah. yeah this, this, yeah. um, it didn't make it to my list. Um, cause I had actually like, I, for, I just, I missed it in the list of stuff I was reading. And as soon as you put it in, I was like, yeah, that would have been on my list for sure. Yeah, that might absolutely. even be number one on my list. Um, <laughs> so, so when you think about it, what is it? It's season two, episode four. It's the fourth yeah. episode I ever watched. Yeah. Like so when you think about it like that, my mind like that that's why I love this show. I mean that that delivering that episode four episodes in, oh it's brilliant. Crazy. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. And like and like you said, I think I think it's when they lean into something hard. Like when they're leaning into it hard and they just keep going with it and they have like an unabashed like, yeah, this is this is bonkers. We're gonna do it anyway. Uh and that's and that's what makes it so good. That that's what makes the show. That's what makes the episodes that they do, that are the perfect episodes. That's what makes them perfect. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Do you want to do your uh, honorable mention as well? Well, I mean, there's so many on there that I could have said. Like, there, and then there's just episodes that you that that like. Not everything is like perfect, but I love debate one oh nine, which is season one episode nine, which is funny because that's one. Oh nine, so debate one oh nine was how they all their names are so good. Uh, but debate one oh nine, good. It's the first like Jeff Annie centric episode, and uh, you get the whole thing where Jeff like because I that's what I did in high school for a long time. I did speech and debate, and it's so funny because like you're, you're like yeah, that's that's just how it goes. You like have to prep and do all these different things, and um, but like where he's sitting there, like I I argued for a living, and then like he does the whole song and everything. And it's like no, you get zero points because that's not actually how this works, Jeff. And it's the first time that Jeff, um, like has to try, you know. And anyway, and then you see the the Jeff Annie dynamic start on that one. So it's it's just it's a, such an enjoyable episode to me. Yeah, and the B plot of that's awesome too. Abed's soothsaying abilities in film. Um, right. We watched we watched that one last night too. That last sequence where he's like, Shirley, don't worry about it. Um, you're not going to get chased by a werewolf. The next movie, we find out that Pierce is an actual genius. That'll never happen. And then two seconds later, it's like, 
Pierce, you're a genius. Like, Britta, like, I, I can't think of smoking a cigarette without picturing a threesome with you in your hot tub. Oh, that's and then, right. And then the, the dean walks past with the, the Seize the Day professor, and he's like, let's take this uh, party outside. It's a full moon tonight. It's like, just, there's two lines that are just, they, they're so innocuous. You put them all together, and it's just like, what a bow. What a little bow yeah. to put on this episode. Yeah. Like, it's just Chef's brilliant. kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah, it's a, that's a Absolutely. super enjoyable episode. And like there are very few episodes in season one and season two that I don't I don't love. You know what I mean? Like I I love everything from season one, everything from season two. Um, I mean you get any like you get you get claymation, you get uh you get the fight scene for for one of the Christmas episodes when when they fight uh they fight uh Anthony Michael Hall. I mean you get all these different things. I mean there's just so many different random things that happen. Um, you get any of the Halloween episodes, which some of them have. Some of the Halloween episodes have some of my favorite lines ever. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I think this was, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right, you, so uh, my last, my my fifth in the top five is a uh, basic lupine urology. Absolutely, uh, which so is good. The, the the Law and Order. Uh, uh, homage. It's yeah. I don't even want to spend too much time talking about this because I think honestly, if you haven't seen Community yet, you should you should watch it and and wait for this one to come up. It is such and and, and as we say, it's it's one of the things where they're leaning into something. They all lean in a hundred percent, and they just and it's just awesome. You have Troy and Abed being detectives, and they you know they talk about how they switch per personas you know one of them's the one that flies off the handle one is the cool karma collected they're both trying to do the zingers there's just so much to love about this episode they're in um, trench coats too like Troy and are in trench coats for some weird reason you know like it's so yeah. fun and i love like you know uh uh albert's got the scarf but on his lapel he's got an inspector space-time badge it's like yeah. you know they can't get too far away from their roots no matter how serious they're being um there's there's a lot a lot to love about this. Honestly, it's the perfect it's the perfect episode. Yeah, I I agree. I I think like it would have been it's top five for me as well. Like like my top five is is easily. I know same thing. It could be your top five too most of the time too. We both like that was one that like no matter what I knew was going to be on our lists. Like it wasn't going to be. It, there was no question. It's so funny because it's almost not a funny episode. Like it's almost not funny. Like all the jokes are, um, they're really highbrow. Uh, to me, I think it's one of the most highbrow episodes, while still being incredibly silly. But um, you're just watching them do a Law and Order episode with all the characters. That's really what it is. It truly yeah. is a Law and Order episode, which is so weird because, like, it's one of the most perfect. Like, it's one of the best Law and Order episodes I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, so funny. And it's it's really cool with what they do um with even the music. They do it in a lot of times, you know, that they, they slightly change the theme song. Right. Um to it's it still stays as the um eighty eight as the, yeah. The, the yeah. Yeah. But they 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 do it with the flutes so they you know, like all of the stuff for the Law and Order episode to make it be like, you know, it's just similar enough to right. To be right on the line and be perfect. Um, it's so good. It's so, so good. You, I love that episode. Have you seen, like, John Mulaney's early stand-up where he talks about his love for Law and Order? 
Yes. Yeah. He <laughs> talks about the judge that allows everything and the guy whilst being uh, interviewed by homicide detectives will simply not stop unloading boxes. They <laughs> have that kind of stuff in yeah. the episode, which is great. And they go and see uh, Neil as the key master and he's like, sorry, the front office is a mess. And he's like, oh, here it is. Yes. It's, you know, everything that they do. Who's Neil again? I'm sorry. I don't. Sorry, sorry, Fat Neil. Oh, oh, uh, Fat Neil. Oh, right, right, right. I'm kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. No, uh, I think you're right, though. The, the the Neil looking around like, oh, sorry, it's a mess, is actually the most perfect thing that they've done in that episode. It's genius. Like, yeah. It's a master class in homage. Like, if, if, um, if, if, uh, what can I remember his name? Who did, who did Young Frankenstein and, and, Mel Brooks. If if Mel Brooks wrote an episode, like that would have been that he it would have been a masterclass in a Mel Brooks like parody. It's just it's brilliant. It's so good. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Um obviously you don't want to give away the the the, the storyline of it if anyone hasn't seen it. So definitely go watch that one. And um as far as my my honorable mentions, I have two. Um I have aerodynamics of gender. Um, which has perhaps the most preposterous like B story of all time, um, which is where Troy finds the uh, the trampoline in the secret yeah. garden, which is like very cocoon esque, <laughs> right. um, and the the groundskeeper just ends up being a horrific racist. Yes, um, which is <laughs> that like comes out played of nowhere. Like, Wait, did it? Yeah, <laughs> did you see it? <laughs> right. It's so weird. It's so, it's so weird. good. Yeah. And um, that's but that, then like the Yeah. Yeah, good. And that's that's where um that's the one Abed is is being a mean girl, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah Hillary right, yes, Duff yeah. has the, the cameo and right. that scene in the cafeteria where he's just absolutely like going after them incessantly and Chang's just there trying to eat lunch and he's just yeah. like oh, he spits snap. out his milk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that like that sniff made me snarf, yo. That that line that killed me. The f- like the first ten times I saw it, I was like gut busting. But oh man, he yeah, uh, it's he such a good is, he is something else. Yeah, so that that's why it, it makes the uh, uh, the honorable mentions um, just for that cafeteria scene alone. Um, and my la- my second one, um, I really struggled to cut it down is uh competitive ecology. Now, I don't love the the main storyline in this which is um they this they're in biology and they all want to pair up amongst themselves, but being seven of them, Pierce has to hang out with he has to pair up with Todd. And so <laughs> they have the what they call the Todd problem. Right. Um <laughs> that that's kind of that's kind of bottle episode-ish. Um it's right. one of the ones where everyone's upset at everybody else and it's like very uncomfortable. But the B line is perhaps my favorite in the whole show. That's Noir Chang. So he's de- the detective guy. He's, he's in the boiler around. room. He's, yeah. he's doing he's doing the the um the monologue to himself. You know, I had to think fast. You know, the matchbook company Arizona. Arizona is the same backwards as it is forward. Palomino. Like this guy is losing his mind. Yeah. But I love oh it. Gosh. Even yeah. the 
that he's got the conspiracy theory board and it's like the Mashbook company with the red string and then it's just like looped over to Larry Bird. It's like there's there's no rhyme or reason to it. This guy is just phenomenal. And it's the last oh, yeah. it's the last bit of Chang before the Chang dynasty rolls through, which if uh we want to move into some of the episodes that we can't stand. Um, right. I think you and I both really dislike the arc of the Chang Dynasty. I mean, you get a lot of cool episodes peppered in there, yeah. you know, when they're away from the campus. But man, when you have to think about why, it's like, oh, no, please, yeah, it's, no. It's a rough one. It's rough. Yeah, which actually, if yeah, you want to do it, it's, it's season three. Um, It's season three, episode uh, 21, the first Chang Dynasty. It's... I, I have never rewatched that episode after the first time I watched it. I, I wow, I cannot stand it because you get the whole thing where he's he's Kim Jong Un and like the the kids are singing to him. You get the whole thing with the with the the school board and like it's and like he's in his Napoleon costume, which is so funny because if you go on Netflix, what is the the thumbnail? for it for the whole show it's chang in his little napoleon outfit which drives me insane because it's my absolute least favorite of anything in the show is him as napoleon in his little napoleon outfit and that's the thumbnail for the show like i like what right it drives me it drives me absolutely bonkers it's just it's so dumb to me and like he kidnaps the dean the entire storyline is so bad, and it's just, it's not, um, the show itself is not believable at all to me. Like, of course, like, there, but anything that's like, everything, of course, is 211 on the, on the show. Like, everything is like, okay, this kind of happens here, but then it's 211. This is one of those ones where they're not doing an homage. So those are, like, supposed to be weird and kind of, kind of out there, right? You know, like... Yes, there wouldn't be a Law & Order episode of a, of a community college, but they're doing homage, so this makes sense. This is a non-homage episode where things are, don't make sense. And that's actually, I think it's, I, hands down, well, besides the A-plot to the, your least favorite, because your least favorite part, <laughs> that's very bad, too. Uh, but no, this is hands down, this is the worst episode in the entire show. Like, without a doubt. It also feels like it goes on for a lot longer, and I, I know it's because it, like it, the the whole arc of Chang rising to power does last for half the season. Um, right. But that's the first time and the only time they do it in the show, where like episodes are dependent on each other. Like if you were to watch this this episode as just your first episode or out of the blue, you'd be like, "What is going on right now? Right? Um, why why is Chang a dictator?" Um, you're so right. So it's like you're it's, so right. And I and I, I'm glad that they only do it once because I feel like it's not that kind of show. You know, it's it's not you know you tune in every week to find out what happens to Chang next. It's it's not. Um, yeah, and saying that I I have watched it a, a few times and there are like you know some shining moments um, throughout. Um, but it's a heist episode too, and like obviously Dan Harmon you can't hate has, a heist. You can't hate a heist. He has, like, particular feelings of it. If you've seen, like, some of the later seasons of Rick and Morty that they've worked on as well, like, he obviously thinks that the heists are overplayed and, and, um, and overdone, and he's not wrong. Um, and, but they, they, kinda, they kind of hint at that in this as well, you know, where, like, it's a bit, it's right. a bit stupid. Um, 
so you know not not awful but um yeah certainly certainly on the the bottom of the barrel of community episodes like with the kids but is the, the uh the kids is the security guards it's so it's just it 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 was rough because i watched these as they came out there was no like skipping to the next one mm-hmm. and i'm like that's that's how we're ending this season. I know there's another episode afterward, but like that's that's it, huh? All right, okay. Like I, I don't care for this. I'm glad it's over. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Especially at that point in time, when you didn't know how much uh, community was left. Right. It's like it seemed like a, a lot of film to be burning. Um, <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah, for sure. But my my all time least favorite episode, the sludge at the bottom of the community barrel. Yep. Is, and I, uh, and I agree with you. Yeah, I can't remember what it's what it's called. The B story no, is fantastic, but the Schmitty, the yeah. A story with the kids that come from high school to get oh. some college credits. Yeah. Oh, I want to clip them around the ears with a brick. Yeah. Oh, I... it's awful. It's so bad. Like because the whole because like the whole thing is that these kids are high school kids coming to get some college credits, and all they're doing is making fun of Jeff and Britta. And just every time I see something, they say, like, Ajoy Schmitty. And it's like, oh, my gosh. If they're trying to annoy me, they're doing an amazing job. Um, but, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. That's I, I don't think – I only think I've watched that one same one time. I only think I've watched it one time. Um, the yeah. only problem, the reason that it's not at my bottom, is because the B-plot is so strong. And then they also – later on, there's a payoff with it when they say that, like, uh, like I'm gonna get an i iP- I'm gonna get an iPod. Remember, Britta says that she says I'm gonna get an iPod, and then later on, what does she get from Pierce? When Pierce passes away, she gets an iPod. Mm. So it's that's it's right. so that's the only. And then you have the whole uh, Animal House thing going on with with Troy and Abed, where they're trying to rush a frat and everything. It's it's that that one. I it's one of my favorite B plots, but it's so overshadowed, like you said, from the A plot of the Schmitty. It's it's awful, Jack. It's it's a rough watch. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's just it's just so grinding. It's so like it just wears away. It doesn't make. It's one of those things. that doesn't make sense. It's so nonsensical. It's just stupid. Right. And like they're unbearable. And and again, it's it's like it's like it's again John Mulaney's stand up. He says like, uh, thirteen year olds like seventh graders are the the meanest people you'll ever meet. They'll like find that one thing about you and they'll just hone in on it. And right. it's like, they, 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 these guys are a little bit older than that, but it's like this just dip ass, like loser kids that are just, they think they're the absolute top of the heap and they're just so unbearable. And you, the problem is, you know that these people exist in real life. You went yes. to high school with people that were yes. like this. They're just like, meh, 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 meh. and they were, it was like the lowest form of wit and like, and Britter even says that, like, it's just, oh, you just, and they're always the people, unless you were one of them, and I'm glad you've changed, but they're always the people that you would see in high school trying their hardest to be funny, and they just weren't, and like, you pity these people, but I don't want to see that in a community episode. I don't want to, <laughs> I, I, I hate it. I just, ha- I hate it. Yeah, it's a bad one, man. It really is. It's, it's a, it's a rough watch. Yeah, I, I don't think I've. I, that that's always an episode that I skip over on any of my rewatches. Uh, that one in the the first Chain Dynasty, like I skip over very few of them because I do enjoy, I do enjoy the show, of course, as a whole. But yeah, that one's 
that one's rough. That's a rough one. Funnily enough, like I mean, we we have two two episodes out of six seasons that aren't fantastic. <laughs> Um, so I mean, like that's a pretty good strike record when you think about it's it. It's not bad. Um, it's not bad at all. So we we're probably coming to the end a little bit. Um, uh, did you want to just uh, run through a couple of your favorite sort of one-liners or best lines of the show? Uh, anybody that knows me and Jack knows this. How much I love Lego. Uh, Lego is one of my mm. favorite in the whole world. It's things that I do by myself. I do it with with my daughters. Uh, like that's it's a way that. The my family is a big Lego family, but when the the biology professor, he's in prison for most of his life. He comes out, gets his degree, comes and teaches biology. He says, and he's doing this kind of um, this kind of Shawshank Redemption like speech. And he's like, when did when did Lego sets get so complicated? Hey, can I ask you something? This is unrelated. As someone who just finished spending the majority of his life in prison, what happened with Legos? They used to be simple. Now, oh, come on, I know you know what I'm talking about. Legos were simple. Something happened out here while I was inside. Harry Potter Legos, Star Wars Legos, complicated kits, tiny little blocks. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I just want to know what happened. You know, he's always talking about like on the inside. It's just such a funny line, and like it always like I always point to it, like Leo and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, and then yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then there's uh, some lines. Um, the one where they're where they're doing the clip episode, where like it's showing episodes. I can't remember what season. I think it's season four. And Troy like pops the back of a. It's on their when they're doing uh, March seventeenth when they're doing St. Pat's Day. You can yell at me all you want. I've seen enough movies to know that popping the back of a raft makes it go faster. And it's it's so funny. Um, and then uh, that, that's another great one. <laughs> so yeah. that just reminded me of the like. Good news, guys! I spent all the money. Why you can't bring that in here? Yes, I can. It's all terrain, dummy. That's... <laughs> right. It's so good. Um, there's a there's there's an episode. Uh, it, there's a line in uh, the zombie Halloween episode when he comes in and he's dressed. as like I have to go be a nerd, and he comes and he's he's dressed up in um he's dressed up in his his Ripley battle armor. He's like, oh shoot, yeah, this is a really bad idea. I did not know how this was gonna work, and he's just and he just gets taken down by zombies in his armor. Uh, but actually, honestly, I think one of the best ones um, there is when uh, Andre, which is Shirley's um, Shirley's uh, ex-husband that she ends up remarrying, uh, is is when you find out because Shirley does all these different voices. She does her mean voice, and then she has a super high one that she does. And Andre looks at her and says, "Hey, don't you use your sexy voice with me?" Oh no, has it been that long? I'm so sorry. Don't you dare use your sexy voice on me. Oh. And all of their heads perk up at the same time, like that's what she's doing. And they're just out of nowhere. They're just like it all like the glass breaks and they're all just all centered together with it. It's anyway, it's one of my favorite lines. It's like, don't use your sexy voice with me. Oh no, why are you doing that? Uh but there's there's two that are have made it into the Brayton family lexicon. There's two. And that's Chang says it, which is funny. He says, "Have you met me?" Like when they're saying Chang wouldn't do that. He's met like, me? "Have you met me?" We say that all the time. 
in our family. Like that is that is a line. Like anytime anyone does anything that's like kind of weird, we're like, "Have you met me?" We all say it, like all jokingly, of course. Like it's never like in, in anger. Uh, but yeah, that's that's something that we say. And then the other one is that's <laughs> not that's that's nice. That's nice. It's great. Nice. My, and all my mom say, uses that's nice constantly. Yeah. We all say it in the uh, we all say it in the Shirley voice too. And the, my girls do it too. They do say that "Have you met me?" and that's nice having no frame of reference for it. They just think it's something that mommy and daddy say. Uh, but the, that's nice. And have you met me or two that just always are said in our house. So that's good. Those are my two favorite what, lines. One of the ones that's made it into my lexicon is the, sometimes when you go fishing, you catch a boot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. My all time favorite line in the show is an interaction between Shirley and Britta. And it's a, it's a, it's a cold open. It's the start of one of the, episodes and they're walking into the building and Britta's like yep I'm getting serious I got a backpack I got a new notebook oh I got one of those see-through yellow pens so I can do that thing where you color in the words I liked probably the backpack <laughs> it's so like it's just like you wouldn't even <laughs> so notice good. it you'd miss it if you came in late if you were like not paying attention for the first four seconds of the show and right. it's just so funny really really clever stuff um uh, and so good and the, the, yeah. the one of the like Pierce's all like first, um, like sort of interactions. His his Jeff comes back in. Everyone's at the table, and Jeff doesn't know them yet. So Pierce does all of his introductions, and when he says to Abed, he goes, "Abed, Abed the Arab." Is that racist? And Abed just goes, "Sure." You already know Brittles. Britta. Uh, Abed, Abed the Arab. <laughs> Is that inappropriate? Sure. <laughs> like it's like yeah, man. Like if you want it to be like you clearly. You wanted it to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you reminded me of a Pierce one, and it's—I know what it was. It was from the episode where they where they go to the, it's the the aerodynamics of gender. It's when they focus on the butts, where it's just like everything is going to be. I'm going to punch you in the butt. I'm going to slice your butts and stuff like that because it is just—it's so weird. Like how often that's how us like guys talk. Like oh, I'm going to kick your butt. I'm going to punch you right in the butt. And just like when you hear it said by somebody else, how stupid it really is, but it's how people talk. I'm gonna slice your butts open, <laughs> but it's so funny because <laughs> it's it is how people talk, and it's so dumb and embarrassing. Oh, it's so funny. There's there's another good one from that episode where like uh, uh, Abed's starting to go rogue, and he's uh, he's he, you know he starts turning on the on. Uh, Annie, Britta, and and Shirley, and Shirley says you need to check your uh, your attitude at the door, Abed. And he goes, you need to check the door before you walk through it, Shirley. And she goes, what? What? That that interaction is is just it catches me off guard every time, and it's it's so good. But my yeah. my all time favorite quote, it's not it's not comedic. It's just very poignant, and it's rare that it comes from Pierce. I'm going back to my family class after they murdered you, Jeffrey. When I was born. I got my umbilical cord wrapped around my neck, both arms, and one of my ankles. Mom said that there came a point when the doctor stopped delivering me and just started laughing. <laughs> I mean, if I ever left being bad at something stopped me, I, I wouldn't even be here. That thing some men call failure, I call living. Breakfast. And I'm not leaving till I've cleaned out the buffet. Pierce is such a jackass, yeah, a racist old loser for the whole show. But that scene, that episode actually is fantastic as well. But that scene is so cool. And 
And it's like, wow. All right. Like that, that is enough to justify him being in the show. That's an awesome, awesome quote. Really, yeah, really it is good. So, the, the Pierce character is so odd. Because Chevy Chase is such a garbage human, like, uh, like across the board. And, um, and like, we know that the real life, like feud between Dan Harmon and Chevy Chase, that like, culminates in then like the, the leaving of the show. Um, like there's all these different things that the the real life bled into the the show itself, and so eventually, like you couldn't separate the Pierce character from the Chevy Chase character itself too, because that's just how they they were writing it in there. Uh, but yeah, it is interesting because Pierce does have some of the best lines in the show. He really does. So, because so, it's just good writing. That's really what it ends up boiling down to. Just good writing in the show. Mm. For sure. Well. I think this probably has been one of our longer episodes. Um, thank you very much for joining me, man. I, it, it's just a testament to how how good... To, I mean, we only just really hit the iceberg. We could talk episode upon episode oh, about... I'm going to text you later. I'm going to text you later and be like, oh, we forgot this one. But I said this. I could have. We could have talked about this for another three hours. Like, I could have talked about just one episode for, for 11 hours. Maybe, maybe we'll do that at some point in the future. We'll do deep dives on, on a particular episode or something like that. Right, um, right. But in the meantime, Chris, thank you once again for joining me and uh, just being a wealth of knowledge on, on something that I like as well. Thoroughly enjoy all of, oh, our, blast, all of our little chats like this, man. Oh, absolutely. A blast. I mean, we can talk about it. Because what you gave me, uh, you gave me Lost or Community, right? Was that the ones that, that it, was, it was like, oh, we'll do, obviously do Community, right? I can do Lost too. So maybe uh well we did yeah. our we did our Raiders of the Lost Ark episode two years ago. So we can do uh two years from now we'll do a Lost episode. How's that sound? Well we'll have to do that'll give us enough time to rewatch that show and write some damn notes about it. <laughs> Alright, sounds good, man. Well you have a great day and uh oh yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone for listening as well. Bye.